Hello everyone, welcome to Zdenek's English Podcast. My name is Zdenek, as you all know, and you're listening to my podcast. Thank you for listening, by the way. I haven't said this much lately. I would like to thank you. I am really grateful that you still keep being my uh, listeners, because obviously this podcast has has been around for a while and people come and go, you know. I think I used to have more listeners, actually, but because I don't do any promotion, because I don't really invite high-profile um, guests on the podcast much, I haven't done it much lately. Well, I mean, the last high-profile guest was arguably Luke, which happened last year. Well, this is the reason that I don't get many listeners these days. I'm not complaining. I'm okay with this, because those that stay are the true hardcore diehard listeners and I have to say that you are really you are the, really the, the very reason why this podcast is still alive and kicking because other, otherwise it would already be um, gone I think yeah that's right because as much as I enjoy doing this I can't do this without the audience so Let's get started. I don't have much time. I have about 50 minutes to record this episode, so I hope this will be enough. The purpose of this one is to do what I haven't been doing much lately on the podcast, to be honest, and that's to talk about myself, my life, what I have been up to, what I have been doing recently, and these sort of things. Usually it's an interview or something like that, but This time, it's one of those. And I used to do these much more than I do them these days. But now it's here. It has arrived. So hopefully, hopefully, this is something you enjoy. um, Following my um, life journey. It's not always interesting, you know. Sometimes it's just, just ordinary stuff. But perhaps you can come along for the ride and just... As I describe my life and what I've been doing, you can learn some vocabulary from it. Hopefully, you will um, benefit from me recording a podcast in this kind of way. Okay, so, oh, by the way, I should remind everyone, and in case you're listening the first time, or, or in case you are one of the new listeners, I happen to be an English teacher a uh, well-qualified English teacher with a university degree and uh, a lot of certificates and so on and so forth. And I am a non-native English teacher, so I may not have the top-notch accent. Some people might say that I have a Czech accent. I would like to say that it's not as Czech as other Czechs might have it. What does that even mean? That means that Hopefully, my accent is not very strong and hopefully it is kind of British because that's what I am aiming for anyway. I would like to sound as a native speaker, which is a dream of almost all non-native speaker learners of English, especially those who want to, who have reached a high level. And I have reached a high level. According to my um, IELTS certificate, I should be Uh, borderline C1, C2 level learner, okay? And my ultimate goal is obviously to get to um, D1, D2, which doesn't even exist. That was just a stupid joke. And because this podcast is full of stupid jokes, I mean, this is something you have to put up with, I'm afraid. But let's get started. Let me tell you what I would like to talk about today. And because I ramble so much, I'm not sure if I get to everything here. But, okay, I've got some notes here. So, I would like to tell you what I have been doing in June. Because that's the month that is currently um, ongoing. Um, I want to talk about football. um, Because, obviously, we have the World Cup right now. And that's a big, big topic for me. And... um, all my favorite podcaster have, podcasters have been doing the same, so I don't really want to um, fall behind. 
I would like to mention something about uh, Luke's English podcast. And also, I would like to tell you about what I'm planning to do in August. And yes, you have guessed it. I am going back to London, baby. Yeah, that's right. So, that's that. That's the plan. Let's dive right into it. So, June has been kind of a free month for me. I haven't been that much busy work-wise or or job-wise. And that's because um, the school I work for, they have the exams pretty much in the middle of May. Which means that when the exams are done... There is not, not much to do for me, which is a good thing on one hand, because I have free time and I can do things that I wasn't able to do because, because of a lack of time. But on the other hand, I kind of am short of money because of that, as a result of that. So, you know, it is what it is. And that's that's what I have to do now. I have to go to England to basically fill in my pocket with some money. Yeah, that's right. Um, So, um, because I had so much time, I did various things. I did things that I did even before when I was busy working. But let's say I did a little bit more of them. And I did some other things too, which I didn't do before. this This couldn't be vaguer, could it? I'm using a lot of vague language there. You know what's vague? Vague means that you're not speaking to the point. You're kind of saying words like stuff like that, things, you know, speaking very, 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 in a very generic way or general way or something like that. Something along those lines. So, um, yeah, I started doing more sport. That's something I I have always done, of course. But because I seem to have put on weight, um, well, I decided to do something about it because I'm not one of the people who who want to. Who, I'm not one of those people who are happy with their body, no matter what. I really am not happy with the way I look right now, and that's why I started going to the gym again which I used to do a lot in the past, but it was like on and off, yeah? And if you do something like working out on and off, it does not really work. You you don't get any results. So you have to really um, get down to it. You know, you have to work hard and uh, you have to be persistent. Okay, it's not it's not okay to go to the gym just once a month uh, once once a month. Definitely not okay. But what I meant was once a week. You have to go there at least three, ideally four or five times a week. You know, it's always good to have let's say a day off, like uh, for regeneration of your muscle tissue, um, and so on. But on the whole, the more the better. You know, also. I started running again. Yeah, correct. I'm running again. So today I did 10 kilometers in the morning. I had a really good time considering that last week my time was much worse. Um, I'm quite happy about this. Basically, I did those I did those 10 kilometers in five, five less minutes than before. Um, five fewer minutes? No. I did those kilometers in, well, just it just took me uh, less time than last week. Okay, I, I think I think you know what I, I think you understand what I was trying to say here. Okay, so I'm trying to get back in shape, and it's very important for me because the way the way I feel. Okay, first of all, it it, it does influence my mood. Okay, so I, I feel much happier. It's because of the endorphins which get get released is some, some sort of hormones or something that get it's like endorphins that uh, sorry hormones that get released when you do a physical activity like that and also um it's it has a psychological effect on me because obviously uh it 
I feel better about myself. I feel like I'm doing what I can uh, to look good and to feel good. And also, of course, physically, I will feel stronger, faster, and um, I'll have better physical condition overall. Uh, it's all related to the fact that I still play football. And this season was a um, disappointment for my team because we lost almost every single match. But frankly, we only won one match and we drew none, meaning we got only two points. Why? How could we have won one match if we only have two points? Well, that's because we have some special rules in the league I play that if you draw a match, you go into penalties and um, we won those penalties. So even though we, we didn't even score in that match, it was it was nil-nil. But then, and it was the last match of the season, so kind of incredible comeback. Well, it doesn't change anything about the fact that we got relegated. So now we're gonna be in the at the bottom, like in the, in the bottom division, in the the lead, in the lowest possible division in my country you can imagine, which is a bit, you know, like. I would say it's a bit of a shame, but ultimately you're doing this sport for fun. And if you're not a professional, I'm definitely not a professional. I mean, I do play for a club, so I'm registered, but I'm not a professional. I don't get paid for this, unfortunately. I, I seem to be doing a lot of things I don't get paid for, like podcasting. Well, in fact, that is only partially true because I do have patrons. I do have patrons. And I would like to say thanks to you guys who support my podcast. It's really, it's really something that makes a difference for me because I have to pay for the hosting and the hosting is like $10 a month. Okay. So I'm basically making a loss with making a loss. Sorry. I'm basically making a loss with uh, this podcast because, um, as much as, uh, as much as I appreciate your support, it's still not enough for me to, to pay off um, this hosting. But I'm not complaining. I'm just stating it as a fact, okay? And I know you might say, okay, I'm not gonna pay for something that is not even run by a native speaker. But, you know, I still think I can offer you some sort of a value. And I, I'm sure that those, pay, those guys that are my patrons, they know it. And that's why they support me. And it's kind of good both ways, because if I, and paid for if, if I, let's say if, if I get these donations okay let's call them donations I feel more responsible I feel the responsibility that I have to publish these podcasts frequently for example there was like I think it was last year or two years ago that I didn't publish so many podcasts maybe two podcasts a month and it could happen that it might have been just one one podcast a month but these days you have to tell me, guy. I mean, you guys have to admit that I've been quite consistent in the podcast uh, releases, yeah. and I publish podcasts uh, almost every every week. I think I think I managed to do that. So, speaking about this, recently I have bought LEP Premium. What's LEP? I hear you asking. Well, I'm sure you all know what it is. Luke's English podcast, it's been the the most important inspiration for this very podcast. And LEP Premium is a new service which Luke started offering. And it's basically paid service. And um, Luke has had some sponsors over, um, over the history of his own podcast. He has had a lot of donations, I'm, I'm sure. But he has never done anything like this, and it's it's. I th I'm sure it's a it's a move. It's a step forward for Luke. I'm sure this is something that can help Luke's English podcast become a better podcast, and also it's a way for him to monetize his work. And I'm sure we we all agree. We when I say we, I mean those of us who listen to Luke's English podcast, which I believe is gonna be like ninety nine percent of this podcast. So I think he deserves this and I think he deserves my support as well, especially because of what he has done for me, for, for the inspiration he has been for me and for this podcast. 
And, you know, it's not just this. It's also because it is a real value. So I wasn't sure if it would be any different from normal podcasts. I was like, okay, it's going to be the same thing. Well, in a way it is, but I would say that it's more value because Luke, in these uh, premium episodes, he basically uh, goes through the language. So he does language analysis, which I always find very interesting. I know most of the things he's explaining, but not all of them. And I think he is going often for some advanced vocabulary, which is great, and um, explains the grammar points. And, you know, it's for me as an English teacher, even though I know most of these things, it's for me, it's, um, it's, he's basically showing me the way to do it. You know, he's helping me with the definitions. He is, um, he's giving really nice examples. He's explaining the language in context. So it, it makes me think about my own way of teaching uh, English. And that's, that's always good. It, it helps me reflect on my own, um, uh, English, uh, on my own uh, te- English teaching and basically it, it could be something that could help my professional development in the long run and it's been it's been happening with Luke's English podcast it, it really has so I just want to encourage all of you to become LEP premium subscribers because I think it's a great thing and it's not that expensive I mean this is all relative because it all depends on where you come from from for somebody from a poor country, from a um, um, third world country, if you are a listener, then it might be really expensive. I, I, I get it. But if you're, if you're, let's say, from Europe, from especially from the Western Europe, I'm sure this is, this is. I, I don't, I don't want to say almost nothing, but it's like you're not gonna feel it much, you know. And 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 it's really you, you, you're doing the right thing because you're supporting the project, and trust me the, the the amount of value Luke is giving us it's just immense so I I mean I want to encourage you to to basically um, follow follow my example with this because I think Luke deserves it and it's really good value for the money because it's a it's like I, I don't know exa- I don't remember exactly but the way Luke advertises this is advertises this is like you're gonna pay like a beer or like coffee and then you know it's like it's it's like a price of a coffee or beer again it's kind of hard to tell because it depends on where where you live obviously for example in 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 the czech republic the beer is way cheaper than that like you could get four beers for what look i'm not kidding by the way even if you are listening, Luke, I'm not kidding. You could get like four beers here, but coffees. It, well, it it could be just two coffees. So it it really depends, you know. And it it does it doesn't really make matter. It doesn't really make much difference to me. So yeah. So that's one of the things I started doing, and I'm 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 um, looking forward to Luke publishing more episodes and me downloading them and so on and listening to them, of course, because that's what you do when you download episodes onto your um, podcasting app, isn't it? Okay, so also I have done some board game meetups and board game meetup weekends as well, which is amazing because board game weekends are like special, special events that are organized in my house. No one else lives with, in my house but me, so it's really easy for me to organize it because I don't have to ask anyone for permission or anything like that. I just do it. Nobody cares. I have good neighbors and I'm not very loud. I'm a quite a reliable neighbor myself, so I, there are no problems whatsoever. It's not like we play loud music during playing board games, really, is it? No. So I invited a lot of my friends to join me and have a lot of fun playing board games, drinking beer. And also we went to the lake and stuff like that. It was a lot of fun. Among the guests of this party were, for example, Nrup, Maria, my cousin Honza, Claire from, from England, and also Kay from Ireland. So I'm, 
I'm sure you remember all these people from the episodes of the podcast. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. You should do this yourself sometimes. Definitely, I love playing board games. I have a large collection. I'm a massive, massive fan of board games. And it's also how I present myself as an English teacher, because I teach English using board games. Not always, of course, but I try to implement board games into my lessons. Because I think board games are a fun social activity. Um, and when the students play the board games, the effective filter, that's, um, that's an expression, that's a term that was coined by uh, Stephen Krashen, uh, one of the most important people for the ELT industry, for language teaching industry. Um, he's like a researcher or something like that. Well, he says that if you're doing things which are fun for you, uh, it's easier for you to learn because your effective filter is low. So when you're, when you're in a traditional classroom, you might have all these anxieties and fears of studying and like being judged by by your peers and, and the teacher and all that. And it sometimes hinders the progress, you know, it sometimes makes it hard for you to focus. And, and I have to say, this is really true because it does happen to me too. Like if you listen to some of the episodes about the Delta that I published like two years ago, this is exactly what happened to me there. I, there was, I had very high affective filter because I didn't want to be judged. I didn't want to make mistakes. And I wanted to, it's like sometimes something like a stage fright as well, like fear of performing badly or something. But when you play board games, you're just having fun, you know? And I think this is very important for me as a teacher because this in this profession, it's really hard to stand out sometimes because teaching English is essentially a routine, you know? But I, I don't want it to be a routine. I want to stand out. That's why I'm doing this podcast. That's why... I implement board games into my lessons and I want to be known for this. I want to have this, you know, like I want to be marked as a teacher who does this. I know there are a lot of teachers who stand out in some ways, but there are also a lot of teachers who are just very mundane, boring and ordinary teachers. And they're still doing really good job. But unfortunately, um, <laughs> I have this extra special need that I have, that I want to be different, unique and, you know, stand out basically. So that's what I'm doing. And also I noticed that a lot of my employee, empl sorry, a lot of my employers like bosses have actually appreciated this effort of mine. And well, thanks to this, I was also able to run a board game meetup club. Uh, at the castle, at the school I'm working at, the, the School for the Foreigners, the, the, the Institute for Language Preparatory Studies, which actually we actually prepare the students to get to universities. So it's it's here in Podjebrady. And I ran this, I have been running this club officially now. I've always been doing this, like unofficially in a pub. But now it was official in the castle, like in, in the classrooms, and it was, that was a lot of fun. And this is where I met um, Kay and Maria and so on. So it all comes together, you know, it's, it's, it, it all makes sense. There is, there is a method to my madness, basically. And on top of that, last year, when I introduced the board games to my director of studies at the summer school I was working at in London, he also liked it a lot and the students enjoyed it. And I think it's an ideal activity for English lesson um, uh, during a summer camp because the students, they don't want to study boring grammar, you know. They want to have fun and talk and play games. So, I, wa I want to do it better this year than I did last year because last year it was a bit of like, I... I use the board games, but not, not during all my lessons. And also there was a little bit of, um, I was criticized a little bit by my DOS for not, for um, basically having lengthy explanations of the games, which is fair enough. And I have to say it is true because these days, especially in England, 
especially in the Western culture, you have to teach using communicative method and your teaching should be as much student-centered as possible, which means the teacher talking time has to be reduced to minimum. And when you explain board games to your students, well, it's never really reduced to minimum, is it? So this year I'm trying to, well, not this year, but yeah, this year, but also it applies to this month because in June I've been basically working on lesson plans which are built around selected board games usually some some easier board games to learn you know like party games or board games which which are easy to understand like code names cool what else is there um insider even debatable which is a great new game these games you know i've been using these games and mm, planning planning the lessons so the lesson itself is is gonna be built around this board game and the board game will be like the pinnacle you know like the climax of the of the the very lesson but it's good it's gonna start with some sort of warm-up where there will be like questions that students will be asked discussion about the the topic like I'll, I'll first be introducing the the topic for example if there is a game and it has a theme of um, spies or something then i will ask questions like have you ever watched any spy movies do you do you know James do you know James Bond would you like to be a spy yourself do you think it would be dangerous do you think there would be any benefits of being a spy and so on and so forth then so after this sort of a warm up uh, i will usually come up with some sort of language so in every board game i can do different things like it could be i could be teaching vocabulary some functions like um phrases the students need to play the game like there's this game called snake oil yeah? and during this game you have to sell products to customers and um well you have to use certain language to be able to to pitch pitch your products well so i can teach some language like that i can also look at pronunciation like word stress sentence stress assimilation of voice and what not there's so much stuff I can do and I'm trying to plan plan these activities in a way that or I'm trying to do this in a way that it would be like guided discovery so that the students can actually discover the rules themselves it all has to be in context I'm, I'm basically trying to follow the what, whatever I was taught at, at the Delta and I don't always do this when I teach here in the Czech Republic because there's no time for it and because Sometimes I just can't be bothered, you know, I, I know it's a wrong approach, but for the money we get here I don't want to complain. It's not just the school I work for. It's generally the position of a teacher in the Czech Republic is just really really bad Because we are underpaid So you come to a point when it becomes a routine for you And that's why I love doing these summer schools because it pushes me it it gives me new incentive it it, it gives me new motivation and it makes me want to work harder and prepare better lessons and just, you know, it's different. And that's why I'm doing these lesson plans and I am hoping, I'm hoping it, it will be, it will be a success story because, you know, I'm, I'm putting a lot of effort in it. Um, okay, so that's that. Of course, I have been doing the usual stuff related to podcasting. I've been publishing episodes of my two podcasts yeah if you haven't heard i also have a second podcast now but unfortunately most of you won't be able to enjoy it and that's because you don't speak my native tongue which is czech um yeah it's, it's, i'm doing a czech podcast now and i have to say surprisingly it has really taken off well it's um it has become very popular and i think at the at the moment I have a similar number of listeners as I have for my English podcast and you know that's that's something um, I'm doing this podcast it's it's um, the episodes are a little bit shorter and uh, more focused whereas here in, in this English podcast it's I can pretty much do what I want and it, this might be a little weakness of this podcast actually because I'm sort of following Luke's model and well this is Luke's model is great. Don't get me wrong, but um, 
it's like all over the place, you know, and I'm not sure this is if this is the ideal thing to do, but I love it. I enjoy it. And I don't really care. Like, I don't care about the number of listeners. At, I Maybe I'm lying right now. I, I do care. But in some way, I don't, you know. I'm, as much, uh, as long as I enjoy doing this, as long as, 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 brings me, as it brings me some um, positives, then, you know, I don't see a reason why not to do this. But then again, it might be... It might be better if I had larger audience because I would be more motivated to publish more episodes. It would be cool to communicate with all of you. And because the number of listeners is not so high, that means not so many people communicate with you. I mean, I will repeat myself, but thank you so much, Martin Smith from Germany, for for talking to me. And um, I'm really sorry that the German football team got knocked out from the World Cup, by the way. Which is the topic I would like to talk about now. Uh, World Cup is really, really, really important thing for me. Because, um, oh, I'm, I'm a massive football fan. I really am. If I haven't stressed it enough, I'm really, like, I think it's obvious from the tone of my voice. And, well, I have got the, the teams that got to the, la, uh, to the last 16 or round 16, whatever it's called. So these teams basically qualified from their, group, from their groups, from the group stages. And there were eight groups in total. And we have got these teams playing together. So we have got Uruguay-Portugal, which is happening in about 20 minutes now. So by the time you listen to this, um, basically, this will be slightly outdated. So you better listen to this as soon as possible. So Uruguay has got Luis Suarez, obviously, the guy that likes to bite other players. And Portugal have got Cristiano Ronaldo. Both of these teams are very good teams and this might be a really nice match. Wait a minute, this match might be actually played in the evening. I'm not sure now, but I know it's played today. And then the second and the second uh, pair of teams is France and Argentina. Wow, what a match this might be. The names, the, the names of these teams are really big. So France, a traditional team, not doing particularly well this um, tournament, I would say. But I think they have got a lot of chances of winning this World Cup anyway. The same applies to Argentina, although I would say they are play playing even worse than France. And they got a little bit lucky with the way they qualified to this last 16 round. And of course they have Messi, who has been underperforming. But in the last match we saw signs of him uh, picking up his um, form. So... I hope it's gonna be a really nice game. I think this game is actually played now. I think I was wrong with Uruguay-Portugal. That's happening in the evening. Anyway, the winner of these two games um, will be playing against... Uh, sorry, what am I saying here? Yeah, the, the winners of these two games will be playing together in the quarterfinal. And that, that will be when I am in London, because I will be going to London, as I said. And I will be there in... Um, um, in July, pretty much until the beginning of August, so it's like four, four week uh, contract, and you know it's something that I really don't want to miss. So hopefully I'll I'll find some time to to watch at least some of these games. And then we have got Brazil and Mexico um, as another match is happening tomorrow. Brazil are, I think, the strongest or the biggest favorites to win this tournament. In my opinion, they really have a fantastic team. They always had a fantastic team, you know. But I think a lot of teams, it's hard, it's hard to say with a lot of teams. And a lot of teams can win this tournament. I think Luke spoke about this in one of his um, latest episodes as well. So did Martin, jo Martin Johnston from Rock and Roll English which is another podcast I listen to. So it's really hard to predict who's going to win. But Brazil have really strong team. And as long as they enjoy uh, the football they play, I think that's, what, that's what's really important. Like they, when they 
when they enjoy their football, then they're like dancing on the pitch, you know, and that's when they're strongest. And I have to say, I am not a fan of Neymar's. I hate this guy. He dives too much. He he he. Sometimes it feels like he's not playing football, but he's like um, an actor in a theater or something. It's, it's a bit of a comedian, you know. But it is what it is. He arguably he is a good player, but a little bit overrated in my books. Nevertheless, Mexico, the like. Have you heard about the earthquake when they are celebrating when they celebrated the match they won against Germany? Um, everybody started jumping and that caused a little earthquake in Mexico. So this is how much they love football there. Um, and they obviously um, they obviously got won their group and they had Germany in their group. It was wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. I could be wrong about this. Who was in the group? It was Sweden. It was Sweden, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Sweden. My bad, my bad. So they won. The Swedish won the group, I think, in the end. I think they did. I might be wrong about this. Any, yeah, I think, yeah, sweet, the Swedish won the group. That was an amazing, amazing um, um, situation there because. Germany got knocked out and Germany was one of the biggest favorites and they were the hold cup they are the whole world cup holders that means they won the world cup last last year well when i say last year 4 years ago the previous one okay so that was a such a that was such a massive surprise and I, i'm sure the the german fans must have been gutted after losing against south korea in their last match not qualifying but unfortunately for them i have to say they deserved to be out because the other teams were just better you know like especially sweden like they beat sweden fair enough but that wasn't good enough they beat sweden in the 95th minute goal with the 95th minute 95th minute goal so i mean this is what happened. And then, so in this match, I think Brazil are going to beat Mexico. But Mexico isn't without a chance. Then we've got Belgium and Japan. Belgium look really strong. They have some fantastic players. They're all playing in the Premier League. And they have Edin Hazard, arguably their best player. And they're playing against Japan. And Japan might not be the strongest team in the tournament. They got actually to the knockout stages... Because of, um, not because of having more points than the third team in their group or having a better score, but because of having fewer yellow cards. So they got through on the discipline rule, which is really, really something that nobody expected. Incredible, right? I think it kind of speaks volumes because Japanese culture is known for having good discipline and it's a value in Japan, I think, and from the Japanese people I've met, um, it's really true. The stereotype is true, so it's it's really <laughs> quite telling that they they got through on this rule. Some people say it's not fair because it shouldn't be. It should be based on football, but I actually think, like, if they have the same number of points and the same score, and 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 and. I think which which team was it? I think it was one of the African teams. Was it Senegal? I think it was Senegal. Um, it's still better than the draw, which would be the last criterion. Uh, if 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 Senegal and if both Senegal and Japan had the same number of uh, yellow cards and red cards, then um, a draw would have had to decide it. What am I saying here? Something happened with my conditional there. The draw, a draw would have had to decide this. Yeah, that's how it should be. So, you know, Japan got through and now they're playing Belgium. I think they don't stand a chance against Belgium team though, because they even beat England. Okay, then we have got Spain and Russia. Russia seemed really strong at the beginning of the tournament, but... Frankly, they were playing some really bad teams like Saudi Arabia. 
like no offense, but it's not the strongest team out there in football. And then they beat, I think it was Morocco, which is much better team. But still, I don't think, I don't think Russia is good enough to beat Spain. So at Spain, obviously, I think they won the World Cup eight years ago. If I'm not mistaken, it was the World Cup in, in South Africa. So I I think Spain, personally, I think they're one of the best teams and they have really good chance of winning the tournament. Then we've got Croatia. Obviously, Croatia might have played the best football in this World Cup so far, especially the match against Argentina. They just demolished them. That was such a good match. They won 3-0 and then they, they got nine points out of out of nine possible. So they won all their group matches. And I think because their opponent is Denmark, I think uh, they will go through and then it will be Croatia against Spain. I, I honestly don't know which of these two teams uh, could win. It's, they're both really, really good. Um, I don't want to write off Denmark, by the way, because these um, Scandinavian teams like Sweden, Denmark, you never know with them because they have really good defense and they have good set pieces and good he headers and crosses and things like that. And so they, they never give up. They're like Vikings, you know, they have this Viking me mentality, something like Germans do as well. They, they are very, very mm, tough, you know, and... Um, they, they're good when they play under the pressure. We, but um, this year, Germany, unfortunately, weren't good enough. But anyway, then we have Sweden against Switzerland. Switzerland are playing really well. Um, surpri I'm surprised by their performance. Sweden doesn't surprise me, even though they don't have um, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. They, they have a good team. And uh, so one of these two teams will go through. And we'll play against one of the two of Colombia and England. Colombia played one match which I totally loved. I think they won 3-0. I'm not sure who it was against now anymore. But it was such a nice match. I was really impressed by that performance. But then I saw the other side of Colombia when, they when they didn't play so well. So who knows what will happen against England? You know, some of these players might be nervous or you never know. You, you, you concede a, an early goal and then things could be totally different or there could be a red card or something. Changes, it changes the course of events so quickly. So, of course, England against Colombia. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm, I have to be honest with you. I'm cheering, I'm cheering for England because why, why wouldn't I? I I lived there and I love English language and I know the players, I, I, I follow the Premier League, so it it does make sense for me to support England. But I also like Colombia, so Colombia, I mean, whoever wins this match, I will support that team till they become champions. And I, I know a lot of English people are skeptical about their team, even though they have the, um, the highest win, I think, uh, winning 6-1 against Panama. Panama and um, they have the high scorer in Harry Kane a Tottenham Tottenham player unfortunately but he's really good a lot of lot of fans a lot of English fans I spoke to are still skeptical about this team especially after losing to Belgium but to be fair that match was the last match of the group it was already clear that these that both Belgium and England would go through and they were just trying to give a chance to players who don't, who didn't, who hadn't played in the World Cup, just to give him, give them a run, you know. Some people are saying, or some experts or pundits are saying that this is how England now have lost the momentum. I would try to oppose to this. I would actually argue that they will have to try hard now to undo this, to show everybody they have what it takes. And they will play their strongest 11. And I think they will fight. They will really fight hard. And I, I, I do like uh, a good English team that fights. It's really exciting stuff to watch. With possibilities of some mistakes. And that's why I don't think they're going to win England in the end. Because when they play a team like Brazil or 
Croatia or Spain. I think these players of these teams are very technical and they they don't make so many errors as the English team does. But who knows? We don't know. England might might get really far. England might become the champions. I think England will only become the champions if they it will only become the champion if they um, manage to win on penalties. Because traditionally England has the worst record of penalties. Of, of they, They've lost almost every single penalty shootout, shootout they have, have had. So, you know, um, I think they have to lift this curse and then anything is possible. Because it will come down to penalties in some matches. I guarantee you that. Because a lot of these matches are going to be played defensively. Because nobody wants to make a mistake, you know. So, exciting stuff to watch. Seven minutes till the kickoff of the game between France and Argentina. I can't really wait to see this match. It's going to be really amazing. And I'm very excited about it. And we're coming to an end of this episode of Zdenix English Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I just want to mention that I will be going to England soon. I want to mention it again. And um, it's a lot of work. It's very intense to be working in England at a summer camp. But I also enjoy it because I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm growing as a person there. I'm, I'm learning. And I feel like it's it's a lot of a lot of, um, a lot of exciting stuff as well. You know, you, you get to meet new people. You, you make new friends and... And it can get stressful too, you know. It's it did get stressful last year, in some in some way. But uh, ultimately, um, this is what we live for, isn't it? So that's that. But that doesn't mean that the next English podcast um, will not uh, be happening uh, in July because I think I'll be able to squeeze some episodes in, like like I did last year. I think I'll find a little time and hopefully I will record some episodes with people who are living in London who are always up for recording episodes of the podcast. I've got I've I have got some ideas already and it's going to be amazing. And before that, I think though, next week I should publish uh, an episode with Ryoko from Japan, which is uh, one of my students this year and we recorded an episode about one and a half months ago or something like that. And I still didn't get around to publishing this one. I think it's a really, really nice episode. Because Ryoko, um, Ryoko is, a, a, is a fascinating person who has, who has um, got really nice working experiences and, and kind of um, charming English too. So we, you will see. You will see. So I hope um, it's been all right. I hope you're satisfied with this episode. Let me know, please. Do communicate with me. Tell me what you think about the World Cup. Do you agree with my predictions? Um, is there something that you want to discuss with me? Please talk to me on Facebook in the Zdenex English Podcast Facebook group and so on and so forth. I have to say, because I'm running out of time, I'm not going to edit this episode at all. I'll just add the jingles and it's going to go, go in. Even though I'm aware of the mistakes I made and... A little bit of mm and r here and there. I'm still doing this because, you know, I don't have time. I might have, um, I might be, I might, I might have changed. Wait, what am I saying? Now I'm getting nervous about this, guys. Okay, I think I should end. I should end this episode without, with, uh, before it gets out of control. But what I was trying to say was that sometimes um, I edit out when I say r or when. I don't like what I say, but that's when I have time for doing that. Now I'm not doing it, and I hope you don't mind. I hope you won't, you won't hold it against me. Now it's three minutes till till the kickoff, and I'm going to be watching it with Honza, my cousin, and also my sister who came over with her little baby boy. So, um, yeah, I think we are all going to watch Argentina now, and France, of course, and... I don't even know who I am rooting for, to be honest with you. Argentina have Messi and they are a team of emotions. Like you always get these uh, little cutscenes, little images of Maradona like crying or showing his middle finger and all these emotions. I love it. 
is just so much fun. And France, you know, they're really, really strong team. And I think if they, if Argentina make mistakes, France will punish them basically. If they don't, then they can win because they have Messi, and and they are really strong team. So I don't know who is a, who is a bigger favorite, and I don't know who I'm supporting, but I'm probably supporting Argentina more because I just love these emotions. I just want to see more of it in the World Cup. So I, I hope I hope if I have some Fr- French listeners, they, they don't stop listening because of what I've just said. Um, anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode and I hope you are all well. And that's all I have to say in this episode. Until next time, bye. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenex English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenexenglishpodcast.podbean.com.